0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis I'm a business growth strategist where I help business owners grow and scale to create freedom and choice. And today I have an awesome guest. She's an entrepreneur, leader, consultant, coach, and co-founder and managing director of Marvel Care Services. She has a passion to work within the community sector as well as a caseworker who supports individuals and families in meeting their individual and or societal needs and she's empowering people to live their best lives. Welcome goodness Ameriqua and thank you for being on my show. Thank you, Ethan. That was a pretty great introduction. You're very welcome. I always love to bring some amazing energy to my introduction and uh, <laughs> make you sound awesome, which you are. And I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show for everyone watching and listening today. So yeah. you're, you're a very successful entrepreneur. So for those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey.
1: Okay. Um, well, it's hard to talk about myself sometimes, but you know, I think I'll start by saying that success is defined by you. For me, success is defined by the fact that I have been able to give a lot out into the world and give a lot to people so my journey started off not really knowing you know how I was going to help but knowing that I was brought into this world to just give and I'm a big giver um stumbled into the disability sector by mistake because I was mistakenly sent um to work there (laughs) by my manager I was sent to the wrong place and fell in love with it um and my journey then you know really skyrocketed from there, um, wanting to really take the model in how the Australian society supports its vulnerable people to take it to Nigeria and other parts of Africa to support the vulnerable. Um, and I was, I've been inspired by so many people. I've been inspired by the director of, um, the New South Wales child protection helpline. I've been inspired by my managers, by my coordinators, you know, to start something small here, build that model, scale it up, and Um, Build something that is reputable um, and known so that it will be taken seriously where it is needed the most as well. Um, So yeah, my journey has been really up and down. You know, I have worked in numerous roles. I have um, covered a lot of managerial roles, covered a lot of, you know, on the floor roles. And I think that if anything, being the owner, being the leader um, of a large group of people I have over 70 employees that I lead having the weight of that on my shoulders has been probably been the hardest part of the journey um, and I'm not going to lie there have been times where I have wanted to run and even you know completely remove that responsibility from myself but I have always been pulled back I have other portfolios but I've always pulled back to this because this is you know where my heart is um, so the journey's been hard but it's only taught me so much more about myself, about what I'm capable of and about what other people are capable of and the power of connection and of allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to fall down sometimes and pick yourself back up through the help of being vulnerable and being open and transparent to other people.
0: Yeah, I love that. What a powerful story and a powerful message on that. Definitely. I agree with all of that. So you know, you've talked about you know these challenges, these ups and downs, and things like that. And um, there's a lot of pitfalls that can happen in business, and and some can be foreseen. So, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about this, you know, in your journey in business and how that's all gone?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, I went into business definitely already having a very strategic mindset. I'm a very big planner. I like to think that all risks can be foreseen, and risk is a major um aspect of any business so when starting the business this business is something um, that a lot of people take three months to do they get a consultant or they get a consultancy agency to set everything up for them whereas you know i took two years to do it you know i really nutted out whatever i thought could be a possible risk how i wanted the vision to be actualized you know what risks what challenges would be involved in i remember going through our audit and being told that we were actually about seven months um ahead of our scope and size and that was even before we began operations and then when we got the right set other audit it was still the same that you were about five months ahead in your scope and according to your scope and size based on your systems that they had not seen such a robust system um, for this type of business before and so it's really the systems it's strategizing what systems do you need to actualize your vision. So first you need your vision, you need your mission. How are you going to get there? Do you know what you need to do to get there? Now what how are you going to get there? Which people are going to get you there? And then what are the risks, you know? So I have covered how I'm going to manage attrition risks. I've never had and you know, touch wood, I am blessed to say that I've never had a situation and Nathan, you you know, you've gone through this with me where I don't think we've ever had a situation where Attrition has been the downfall of this business because the reality is I have operated on a non-conventional way of managing business, which means that I'm not focused on keeping people for 20 years. If it's not actually going to bring value, Um, I'm focused on always moving and always changing, um, being quite agile. And so that means that I am prepared for that attrition risk. Um, I am prepared for how to manage risks to the people that we care for. Um, and so, I don't think we've ever had a situation where, while, yes, we've had situations where there were risks that um, you know, skyrolled into skyrocketed into fireballs, it was quick this was quite easy to identify that and to manage it. So, yes, we've definitely had some downfalls. Um, but funnily enough, through strategy, we have managed to actually, get back up bigger and stronger, which is quite amazing. Um, It has never been something that has left a long lasting dent. I've never had a situation where it was that I was losing um, in business. It's always been that I've actually succeeded even more um, through things that other people would consider a massive risk and a, you know, I need to give up right now.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Love all that. So many um, amazing key points there. And let's delve a little bit deeper into them because I know that there's a lot of power there. And one thing you said at the start was planning. And I definitely agree that, you know, once we've got that strategy, you know, like you're going on and that vision, that mission it's we've got to really, you know, plan for our success at the same time in business. So I'm going to maybe delve a little bit deeper into planning and, you know, sort of what you're doing in that way to make sure that, you know you're you're moving in the right direction and you know your team is, is is also going in the right direction as well
1: yeah no fantastic well this is actually quite new as well the way that i now actually implement my plans i started off by just really saying a lot of things and then it was okay it needs to be put on paper um it needs to be through training and now the new way that i actually actualize my plans is to have it mapped out it is very clearly mapped out that these are the priorities. You know, based on these larger goals, these are the priorities, and this is how we're going to get there. And now that means that because we're an agile business, we have left a lot of room for flexibility and a lot of room to be fluid about how we're going to get there. Um, So with the planning, it means that we're actually focused on strategic innovation. It means that there is room that, yes, the bigger goal is this, but we haven't necessarily set hard in stone little goals. Um, because those, those microscopic goals themselves come about from the feedback, come about, come about from the overall arching outcome, you know, that, that large shoot for the moon outcome that you want, you're going to find different ways through learning through your actual experiences as you're going through how you're going to actualize that. And so the way that I plan now is that we have a larger goal. I bring my team in alignment with that goal. I am very clear in how I want them to be aligned with that goal. So it's very clear that this is the goal. This is what we need to do to get there. And this is how we're going to get there. And sometimes having to always regularly review the, how are we doing it? Is it actually working? If it's not working, you're going to get that from your feedback. You're going to get that from the actual outcomes when you're reviewing the outcomes. And then you change it. Um, so that's the way we plan it's never a this is the plan and this is what we're going to keep doing because if you keep sticking to the same plan and the same method um, you may find that it's going to take 20 years to get there whereas it's taken me you know a year and a half to get where I thought I would be I, I actually had a plan of I'm going to make this much in six ten years time I made that much in a year
0: yeah Awesome. I love that. What a way to end it on that point and really powerful to, yeah, just get an inkling in how you've evolved your planning methods, um, you know, to then really get the most out of it and, and yeah, being flexible on, on how you get there because things pop up in business. Um, So that's, yeah, that's really, really powerful. And Mm -hmm. the other thing you mentioned earlier was about agility, right? And I know that uh, you know one of my coaches says how you change is how you succeed so we need to be able to to move around in a business you, you know whether you're a smaller business or a larger business um, you know having being agile is, is important because um you know it's it's linked um like you would know to to innovation as well like you know how do we change the business because if someone just doing the same thing after many many years you know the competition's gonna work it out or they're just gonna be going backwards because they're not innovating they're not changing. So do you want to maybe talk about that the importance around those elements agility change and innovation and yeah. sort of how you're integrating that into the business and where it's like sort of taken the business you know over time as well
1: yeah definitely look for me agility um like you said it means how you're willing to change is how you're going to be willing to grow the, the thing about a lot of people coming into business you could be a, a sole trader lawnmower and It's going to be agility also needs to be linked with, once again, the end goal. What is your end goal? If your end goal is to make more money, you need to look at those people that are making a lot of money, get close to them, learn how they're doing it. And then what do you need to do more? You know, you at least need to know that you are in a market, whether it be niche or whether it be a saturated market, you are in a market. Um... You know, Marble Care Services is in a very saturated market. So the question is, what makes us different? Now, what I thought two years ago made us different is actually, it's not there. The reality is when I really did my research again, and I look at this regularly, was that what made us different is really the same thing that every single other business was claiming that made them different. It was the same slogan on every single website. So we're not, we weren't really agile. We were just lucky that we got some clients, some participants, you know, but what then made us agile was, okay, how do we, we, what we actually did was I started looking at the gaps of other businesses, started looking at the feedback and then started getting feedback internally. Why are people wanting to come to us? Why did they leave the other place? Why are workers leaving the place, their previous places of employment? And then being agile on that basis, creating a plan around the gaps is how we are agile, because we are creating a plan around the feedback. And then what we're then doing is filtering that through, you know, and funneling it through the different channels and then actually creating systems around that to fill those gaps. Because in a saturated market, you need to stand apart and do something a little bit different. In a niche market, you need to just be doing something different, you know, something new. It's not much competition, but where Marvel services is in high competition field, you know, my other portfolio, one of my other portfolios that is going to be worth a lot is said to be worth a lot is in a very niche market. And for that one, all I need to do is literally copy the same model that someone else is doing, but just at least meet it at that level, meet them at that standard. Because if you're going to enter a business, you know, not wanting to invest very much into it not wanting to actually even invest enough to meet the same standard as your competitors, then you're wasting your time. You're doing it to have another job because you want to work for yourself. Um, But if you're in it to succeed, to have something that is going to stand the test of times, then you need to be agile. You need to be willing to do things differently. It's going to cost lots of money. It's going to mean it's going to take a lot of your time. Um, You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have a lot of hard truths to face and you're going to have to challenge yourself
0: yeah love that really powerful rendition of um yeah how you've changed over time and how you're introspecting and and making those adjustments you know like you know, the analogy is like a speedboat right it's like you got to be able to to move depending on you know that feedback yeah. or that information you're getting um over time whereas some of these bigger companies they're like a, you know a big um ferry or something they take a while um to turn so yeah that's awesome um and you mentioned some key things at the end there which is like mindset traits that you were sort of talking about And i think mindset is extremely important in business because you know like you if i help my clients um you know th- th- a lot of them get different results and it's because of their mindset you can give them the same strategy so talk about mindset from your perspective of yeah some of the mindset traits that you you have and you know how important mindset's been and and how that sort of evolved you know over time on your journey as well
1: yeah well my mindset has always been i don't deserve anything i have to work for it and that is you know big ups to my parents i saw them work their butts off for everything they're first generation migrants i'm a second generation migrant so a lot of their hardships were filtered down to me unconsciously Um, but i was seeing those hardships And I really learned that in this country, as a migrant, whether it be first or second generation, you're going to have to face some hardships. You're going to have to prove yourself a lot more Um, and you're going to have to answer a lot of questions as to why you deserve the same uh, lifestyle as people who were brought up here or, you know, were raised here. Um, so yeah, that's always been my mindset that I don't deserve anything, but what's actually evolved is I've now had to switch that up because while the mindset of, I don't deserve anything, I have to work for it. I have to earn it. Definitely lifted me off the ground in terms of hard work, challenging myself and really putting in all those hours. I became stagnant because I wasn't willing to accept the fact that, you know what, it's okay to say that you're an awesome person. It's okay to say that I deserve this. And because I wasn't willing to own up to my own, you know, um, accumulated success and I wasn't willing to own up to the fact that, you know what, I'm really great at managing this aspect of the business. I am really great at managing, you know, and supporting these level of people. Um, And I really do impact on people, the fact that I wasn't willing to own up to that it was all it was doing was holding me back you know people would say oh wow you've really accumulated a lot of success in a short period of time or look at all the money you're making um from this other portfolio and it was mm, I would try away in a little shell like no I'm a giver I don't want to take I don't want people to see me as taking it kind of felt like that imposter syndrome falling on me of yeah, I don't really want to be seen this way. You know, I was trying to really take control of the narrative, but the reality is that there are some things that you cannot control. You cannot control the way people see you, but you can definitely control the way you respond and how you perceive yourself. I want to be perceived as successful. So I have to then tell myself that, you know what, I deserve success. I want to tell myself that I do deserve success because I want success. So I have to change my mindset from, you have to earn it too. You have to want it enough. You know. So now my mindset is if I want it, I'm going to go for it. How badly do I want it? I want peace. So I'm no longer holding on to toxic relationships. I'm now telling myself that I deserve peace. I deserve people that I around me that are also willing to invest in me through the good and the bad. And so those are now the people that I choose to hang myself around with and spend my time with. I tell myself that I am valuable and I want to be valued. So I am now around people and environments that are conducive to what I want. Um, And so now it means that what I am putting out into the world feels like it's worth it. Um, And sometimes I also do have to remind myself that I still am very much of the mindset of being being a giver and that it's not going to be all about give and take sometimes it's going to be about giving and that you're not always going to get thanks for that but that's okay and my mindset is i'm at peace with myself i'm at peace with the fact that i have gone for what i want and that is where i'm at right now in my life.
0: yeah i love that so many amazing mindset traits that came out of that i'm sure everybody's noting this down because um yeah goodness is definitely very successful in our own right and done it quite quickly and those little switches can make all the difference and obviously you can't do everything yourself in business. Um, We start like that, but then, you know, we need people to help us um, along the journey um, to grow. And, you know, this is where becoming a better leader is, you know, is important, right. To be able to lead the people, um, you know, on that same journey. So share some things about leadership, what you think about, you know, what leadership is and, and how you've evolve you know your leadership over time so that you can really you know like you said get those people um you know behind you to, to work in the same direction as you as well
1: um I think I'm going to start off by saying that I wasn't a great leader I was a manager you know I had my vision but I didn't really know much about alignment I didn't really think much about you know do they really want to be here it was just a I need someone to do this job um, but I quickly learned that the quality of how my vision was going to be carried out mattered more because once again I had to tell myself how badly do I want this if it's not being done to my expectation then it's no longer about um, management but it's now about leadership Are th- do I have followers and people that want to see me succeed you know um, so what I've really had to learn is I used to think that micromanaging, I'm still on a bit on the edge with this, but I at one point stopped micromanaging entirely and took my finger off the pulse and saw my business nearly go down the drain to then putting my finger on the pulse, but leading, not managing, not saying you must do this and this and this, but it is, tell me about your strengths. Tell me about what you understand um, of my expectations of you and let's meet in the middle let's see how we can help each other you know now it's about leadership for me now means that I am focused on alignment from the very beginning it is bringing on board people that are aligned and when we realize that we're not aligned it's an amicable ending it's no longer a you know sometimes it's not amicable on their part because you know it's that their needs weren't being met but it's about identifying that that as a leader i've had to learn to take accountability for myself as well and my own mistakes and also take accountability that other people's needs do need to be met and sometimes helping them see that you know um good leadership isn't always about the numbers I think good leadership is for me about what value are you giving to your team? Do they feel supported? Do they feel fulfilled in what they're doing? Um, and something that I'm very big about is a manager will say, give me, give me, give me more of your time and you know more of your energy so that we can achieve this goal, whereas a leader is I am going to show you how to do it. So now I'm choosing to go by example, you know, so I want my team to be more accountable. It means that I apologize more about my mistakes. I am now more vulnerable about the mistakes that I make. I make jokes with my team so that they know that, you know, it's not just a boss employee relationship. We are working together. We are key partners. Um, so as a leader, I lead by example, in my language, um, in my decorum, in the way that I behave. Um, And in the way that I treat other people and treat myself, I treat myself with care, um, but also my self-talk is really positive. And whenever I hear negative self-talk, I shut it down immediately. Um, And then I see more productivity come out of that holistic type of leadership as opposed to, you know, this is what you're doing wrong, wrong. This is what you're doing right, right. Um, Another key aspect for me for leadership, actually, I've learned is with KPIs, Don't be scared to set KPIs, but make sure that you're holding each other accountable to that. I no longer say, here's your KPIs. I say, tell me what you, you know, this is the expectation and this is what is needed from the business um, by you. Now you tell me how you can achieve this. So I actually ask my employees to set their own KPIs and hold them accountable to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very powerful. I love that whole rendition about it. And yeah, from the manager leader perspective and how you've evolved. And and I, I think the key thing about what you said there is doing it with your employees, right? It's it's a it's not a telling type of thing. It's like let's work together so that it's a you know a great outcome for everybody in the in the business as well. Love that. And and that, you know segues well into relationships because you know relationships in business and whether this is with employees or it's with clients or it's with partners right i think relationships are you know very extremely important in business so um yeah touch on your thoughts around relationships how that's you know helped you on your business journey and and yeah how that's yeah going to help you in the future as well you know as you're building them over time
1: Relationships has always been a hard one for me because while I am confident in business, I am quite the introvert. Um, I am very socially awkward. Um, so relationships is a hard one for me. And, you know, I am very much a, well, I was very much a people pleaser. So I had to really learn more about myself in order to improve my relationship skills. And that meant I had to invest in myself. You know, I had to invest in life coaching, I had to invest in coaching with yourself, you know, to learn a lot more about. You know my skill levels when it comes to relationships. You know what I had to learn some hard truths about myself and work through that. Um, But I also had to learn that when it comes to relationships in business, you know we're not talking about personal relationships here. We're talking about relationships in business. You don't have to hold on. You know I think I think the traditional way of running business is, you know, low attrition risk, low turnover. People have been here for 20 years. It's a great business that business is probably not making money, any money, any profit, you know, probably got terrible reviews. And what, is that really a business? It's, um, <laughs> you know, if I wanted to invite people into my home to just sit around, if I want to get a cleaner and get all this house help to just sit around, it means I just wanted company. I didn't really want things to be done, but in business, I need things to be done so that it's a business. Um, and it's, it's a hard one. It's, interesting because I am very much the businesses that I set up are very much socialist in nature I don't want to use the c word that people hate um but the reality about business is that they're set up to make money um unfortunately a lot of people who um do have limited mindsets and I was one of them you know I used to have that limiting mindset of I am working for someone but really, no, it's servicemanship. Um, You are actually contributing. And the reality is that you're getting something out of that business. If that business was not successful, you would not have money to pay your own bills. Um, so, yeah, it's something in terms of relationship. I think it's a give and take. I think it's making it. I said I make it very clear about my expectations. And I just ask, what are your expectations? Once again, alignment. I try to ask these are our values. These are our mission. Tell me about yours. Is it something that aligns? You know, if it doesn't, then the relationship is going to be very difficult to work with. If you cannot work with the person that you're spending most of the time, your time in the day with, then you're going to be living a very miserable life. You know, you need to be careful who you're in business with. They can either break or make you. I've had people in business that have stabbed my back, had my own employees stab my back you know, but I get back up again because I rebuild. Relationships can be rebuild. You don't have to keep people that are hurting you in business. So if it does mean in the first few years that there's high turnover, it probably just means that you're taking, you're still having some teething problems in trying to find the right people. But when it comes to relationships, keep working at them, keep working and do not settle. You know, do not settle for people that do not are not willing to give what you're, um, you know, are not willing to give you what you need to an extent, obviously you need to be willing to give as well, but you know, they say don't expect to have a great employee if you're not willing to pay them well, but I also say, I shouldn't have to pay you to do your job as well.
0: Yeah. Wow. What a powerful section that was um, around relationships and you know, the key thing, that I'll take from what you said was, you know, if people are toxic, right. In a relationship that you don't have to stick around, right. Like you can, um, it, and it may be okay at the start, but it may happen over time and you can, you know, cut those ties and, and, you know, make sure that you're getting the right people, whether they're team members, clients, partners, whoever it is, uh, you know, are all working yeah. together very well. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And that's a key thing about relationships is remember, it is a relationship. I don't, I hate the word staff. Absolutely, it cringes me. I don't believe in a hard set hierarchy. In my team, we are all key partners. we are all colleagues. We're all here to support each other. Literally, the way that I run my businesses is the billable people, the people bringing in the money through the hours that they are spending, they're the people that are valued the most. And oftentimes in most businesses, they're actually the undervalued people. In a factory, the people working in the factory, they're the billable hours. That yet they're getting paid the breadcrumbs. They're not given the time of day. Whereas I say in our business, they're the people that I pay more, more attention to. They're the people I want to focus my time on. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have money to pay managers. I wouldn't have money to pay myself. Um, so relationship is a give and take. I actually have recently changed the language, languaging around our, the relationships between um, within the company, where is rather than. You are reporting to this manager. We now say you are now supported by this person, rather than saying staff member. We say team member, uh, or we call them by call you by your actual role. Um, and now everyone is a key partner. You're not working for the company. You're working with us. So you're all key partners. You're all involved in the decision making. Because at the end of, at the end of the day, once again, we are agile. We are working on an agile model, meaning that we need your feedback to know how to actually run this business and that's how a relationship works it's really give and take it's you know what are you willing to give me so that i can help you as well
0: yeah wow very powerful i love those uh, extra bits there that you you shared with us and you know you touched there on um, you know coaching and mentoring you've had life coaching you know I'm, i've been helping you with business coaching how important overall has all your coaching and mentoring that you've had to get you to where you are in business. And I guess, you know, your mindset and your life at the same time.
1: Uh, It's been very important. I think that um, it can often be overlooked, but I think that if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then no one else is, you know, they say, no one's going to love you the way that you love yourself. No one's going to appreciate you more than you appreciate yourself. If you don't appreciate yourself more, you're going to attract people that don't appreciate you more. If you do not invest in coaching, um and support and the reality is the people coaching you're supporting you're probably really successful people so their time is worth something i think my time is worth something i want to be paid for my time um to an extent i do with the consulting it's always usually free i always give free consults but in terms of the coaching in terms of the additional support i'm not going to spend you know it's like asking you to give me 26 free weeks of coaching in your spare time but the reality is you are spending money to develop yourself so that you can give me that development um so know, I think it's really important I think that the the my key takeaway from coaching is that it is very easy to say that you haven't seen specific deliverables I think people are look often look at coaches and think oh what are they going to do for me what am I going to get from it um and I know even myself when I have offered coaching to people I just I think, no, you need to see this as a favor. Yes, you're getting paid for it, you know, or yes, I'll be getting paid for it. But you are you would have spent three, four years at university getting this information. You're asking a co- someone who is successful, how do they get a million dollars in a year? Usually you'd have to go study and do a whole bunch of courses and read a whole bunch of books, but you're getting that in one hour. Now, consider the amount they're charging in comparison to how, how much time you would have spent doing that and how much money you would have spent learning, you know, from an institution. And institutions aren't bad. We need them sometimes. But I think why work hard instead of work smart? I would rather you wait than go to do your MBA course and I learn from you than for me to have to go do that course. If it means I'm spending half the money to actually get the key information I need in the point in time that i need that information great you know so i think i think coaching is so important um it is something that i am working through in my life to be able to actually increase my success level so that i can actually afford more coaching because there's so many amazing people i want to meet but i'm also appreciative of the fact that their time does is worth something and it's worth monetary value because at the end of the day um I'm not going to go to someone who has spent a lot of money and time to get to where they're at expecting it for free as well.
0: Yeah. Love that. Um, it's been a pleasure coaching, mentoring you and, and so true. I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know, the, the portion of the knowledge that you can get from somebody, right. And I have multiple coaches and mentors like yourself, um, is invaluable, um, to just speed up the process and, um, you know, help us with our decision-making There's so many things.
1: just to give your audience an idea, it's, yeah, I may not have made specific money. I may not have made specific money at any point in time um, from one particular coach, but I saved heaps, you know, through your strategy coaching, we saved hundreds of thousands of dollars because there were certain people that we probably had that was just at cost personnel to the business so by getting the coaching of how to support them how to increase their capabilities um or how to better lead them we've actually saved a lot of money increased the capability for the business as a whole and therefore actually made money i think it's just more about the critical analysis of things that um yeah i know that my previous mindset was definitely like that of oh i'm not seeing, you know This specific outcome or that specific outcome, but it's, you know, look at the amount of drama that I have saved and the fact that my business has not shut down because each time that there was a problem, there was someone successful who knew what to do and how to do it. And I didn't have to go into a course to learn that.
0: Yeah, love that. Extremely powerful, and yeah, it's all about saving money as well. It's not always about making money, and yeah, um, yeah protecting ourselves um, in yeah. the business as well. So love that, and you've you definitely built a very strong foundation, um, you know, for yourself um, going forward, with the business, and all your other ventures as well. And yeah, it's been a very very powerful um, episode today. Goodness, thanks for sharing so much gold. And just yeah. as we're wrapping up, um, yeah, what one key piece of advice would you like to give to all the entrepreneurs watching and listening today?
1: key piece of advice is don't give up it the the thing about being an entrepreneur is if it ever feels easy if it ever feels like it's really you're in a really great place and you're probably just stagnant um i think that the way you can know that you are growing and you are getting bigger and better is in those challenging times if you're not experiencing the challenges then just know that there is more ahead you know start finding out a way to actually start experiencing the challenges because through those challenges you will grow in your mindset you will grow in profitability um and you'll grow in your skills by being
0: challenged yeah awesome love those points completely agree with them and yeah, we connected through our networks where I learned about your awesome journey from, you know, initially being in the disability industry and co-founding, you know, Marvel Care Services, um, where you're helping people get, you know, the care that they need. Uh, you know you're an amazing woman, um, and um, it's been a pleasure coaching and mentoring you. And I'm sure you continue yeah. to really help people to you know take their lives and empower them to get them to that next level. Um, you know you shared so much gold today. I'm very grateful that we, we connected, and I look forward to continuing to work with you. So goodness, how can people find you and get in contact with you?
1: Um, Instagram. So if you go. Search me on Goodness Americom on Instagram. You can find me, Goodness Americom on Facebook, and Goodness Americom on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Definitely check out Goodness on all those platforms. And uh, yeah, for the, uh, I'll, I'll spell it out for the people just in case it's on audio only. So it's uh, Goodness, <laughs> which is pretty easy to say G O O D N E S S. And then Ameriquam is E M E R O K W A M to find Goodness on them. So check her out amazing woman, very successful in her business ventures and everything else she's got going on and how much her mindset's um, improved and so much gold today. And And thank you to everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. And please like, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Athan Cassiotis or visit my website, athancassiotis.com. And if you want to grow and scale your business, you can reach out to me on any platform to see if we're a good fit. And I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results.